Six minutes past the hour. Cook's Pest Control, best of, is live. Hey, I'm Speedy, your host. Rick and Bubba back on Tuesday. It's a tribute to Mickey today as we look back uh, as uh, at his history on the show, and it's it's an extensive one. Uh, we have got a lot to get to, so let's let's hush and get to it. Right, this is going to be a double play uh, this this hour. You know, when he uh, when he would babysit the, the grandkids or or whatever, he would have like you know boot camp. And uh, when he couldn't be with us in studio, he'd be with us on the phone. And that's Mickey, Mickey Dean. Mickey Dean's Toddler Boot Camp. Toddler Boot Camp. At Smith Lake. At Smith Lake. I've even got little camouflage diapers for him. <laughs> How funny. Little stopper gun. Uh, we're working on yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Hold it a minute. Hey, give me 10. <laughs> Give me ten. Yes. I got one doing push-ups. They don't have to go very far up. <laughs> yeah, yes, ma'am. You know, the little old arms. So today is yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Today is yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yesterday we worked on thank you. Yeah. When somebody gives you something. See, I go down the line and I give them something. They say thank you. If they don't say thank you, they take a step backwards and they have to run laps later. And well tomorrow, picking up your blocks. <laughs> picking up your blocks. That's right. Have you heard the cleanup song? By the way. Ah. Clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere. Clean up, clean up. And I don't remember that. Did one. Mickey make this up? Is this Mickey's no, boot camp I, song? I, every time we clean up at the house, Hunter and Caitlin start singing can, it. So did I you just not, join in. Is it an original? I, I, I think it must that? be a Barney can, or can, Yeah, can Mickey use it? Uh, sure, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it, Barney don't care. Yeah, Barney plagiarizes. You might as well. Oh, I've All got right. a whole thing of Barney. He's plagiarized a lot more than this old, than that old man draw. and dog had a bone. All that. <laughs> I mean, he's got two or three of. Them. Oh, I know. He's shameless. I want to draw on y'all's uh, comedy, uh, comedy um, expertise, expertise, <laughs> and the and the fact that you've got smaller children. It's been a long time since I've had any. You know the little chance that they say. See, we get them in a little group and we run. Yeah, you know, through the through the woods, I've got a little trail for them. Yeah, and you know, the Marine, yeah. you know, I I don't know, but I've been told yeah. you know those. Yeah. I need, I need some of those. I'm Mickey, and I'm old. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, you'll do what I say, or maybe maybe some. Are you be scold? I need a little. I need a little case. It's got, it's got to be something appropriate for the little one. Something they can grab onto. We are running. It's getting kind of hotty. We're going to learn to use the potty. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Now we got it. Huh? Sound off. One, one two. two. There you go. Do, no, sound off. Do number two. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Yes, I do. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Okay, we. I've got to go. I, we're fixing to put them through the ob- obstacle course right now. Yeah. What it is, they've got to climb through a grocery cart. <laughs> they've got to go under a rack of shoes. <laughs> And there's a little grandstand out here that I make them crawl in and out of the steps. And then we're going, we go through cars, you know, go in one side and out the other. Oh, yeah. Mickey, uh, how about this little chant? How about this? You ready? If it rains, we'll get wet. We'll get wet. If I disobey, I'll get the belt. <laughs> Do you think wet and belt rhymes? That's, that's awful. Same. That was so awful. Like I said, I want to draw on y'all's okay. comedy. Maybe we need to work on it a little bit, Mickey. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Discipline right will soon be dealt. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that. Mickey's going to get us with the belt. Yeah. Now, say that right. Oh. Uh, okay.
Get it right, don't get a lick. Get a lick. No more puking on Mick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mick. Thank y'all. I love y'all. Love the show. Wet love you, buddy. Wet and belt. Yeah, wet and belt. Uh, it sounded good in my head. It just came out. Let me look. I hope Greg Burgess heard that. <laughs> no, look. Ryan Greenwood needs a breather. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Right, let's see. <laughs> what I love is this enthusiastic <laughs> clapping. It was going <laughs> And he had me at wet. <laughs> but that uncomfortable pause, we all stopped with. Is that, is, is that it? <laughs> One time on the road, and it's been about 10 oh, years Mickey, ago. Mickey, Wait, Mickey not an on the road. You do story. see all Andre and her Jimboree Jimbos yeah, and all about that. Not, I saw in front of Jimbo. this happened, and you could take the kids, I guess. Yeah. A nude car wash. Cover Jimbo's little ears. Have you? Yeah. Have yeah. you? I've heard of these. Now, you pull in a building. Mm-hmm. It's got a garage door at each end. You pull in, they pull the garage doors down. The only rule, you can do anything you want to do, but you cannot get out of the car. You don't want to roll the window down because you'd get wet. But you can't get out of the car. And the women come out there, and they wash your car in very unusual ways. Mm. Uh, now, where is this at? I've never felt so dirty in my life. <laughs> so they, they washed. Now, where, where was this at, Mickey? It, this was in North Carolina. Uh, a naked car wash, and they come out and wash a your car hey, naked. Okay, here's the deal. You pull in there. It's dark. Mickey, we've, I got, it. we've got the concept. I got you. Doors, but doors. You don't doors. have to tell anymore. No, no, no. I'm not going into graphic detail. I was going into mechanics of it because we have an ex-car wash. Can you imagine Joe running a place like that? <laughs> oh, no. Girls, I got one just a minute. International comedian Mickey Nance coming here and getting his car wash. Girls, somebody gonna get. Uh, he's gonna come in here in a truck, flatbed. I want you girls to get butt naked, soap up, and wash his car squeaky clean. I want that old man to go back in time. <laughs> Talk to Big Joe. Talk to Big Joe. Turn it up. That's going to be employee of the month right there on the windshield wiper. Come here, young lady. You over on that windshield wiper, you're going to be employee of the month. Somebody go out there to the marquee and put Bambi employee of the month. All right, y'all, y'all get the car out, get your breeches on, and shut her down. I've never felt so clean. I've never felt so clean and dirty at the same time. Have you ever had anybody tell you a joke and you didn't get it, but everybody laughed, so you went ahead and laughed too? Yes. This is that for me. I don't get it, but I'm going to tell it to you. You're about to tell us a joke you don't get? Is that dangerous? Very dangerous. I guess it's probably happened like in Lapland or Switzerland, Switzerland, Lapland, Switzerland or wherever. Guy comes by and he wants... He what do you wants, mean by Lapland? He want Lapland. You know, there's a place out there called Lapland. Is there? Yeah, and it's, that's where the might yodeling started. Lapland. Okay. Okay. I already don't understand this story. <laughs> I'm already lost. Mate. Y'all might get. I guess we're all gonna have to be marked with a charity if you're here in a minute, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Then you get the big red pen out. Okay. This guy comes by and he wants to know if he can spend a night in the barn. Okay, and the farmer says, "Yeah, sure, you can spend a night in the barn." Well, he's at the he's at the dinner table that night, and he said, "I let this young guy stay in the barn tonight." And the girl said, "Did you offer him anything to eat?" 
hasted now. Mickey, you're not talking about the farmer's daughter, are you? Yeah, farmer's daughter. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Mickey. Yeah, so did you offer him anything to eat? And he said, no. She said, well, I'll take him a plate full of food. Well, she took a plate of food. About an hour later, she came back and had straw in her hair. She Mickey. Was, she was disheveled. Oh, know. wow. <laughs> she was disheveled. I don't yeah. like where this story She went going. on up and went to bed. And the mother came down and said, uh, boy, farm guy out there, he, she took him something to eat, didn't she? She said, yeah. She said, did you take him any water, anything to drink? The boy don't have nothing to drink. She said, she took him some water. About an hour later, she comes back, straw in her hair, disheveled. So now the daughter, now the wife? Disheveled, both of them disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> they go to bed. They get up the next morning. They're sitting there at the breakfast table. And the daughter was kind of pouting, crying, looking, and hanging her head down. She said, what is it? And she said, the guy disheveled me. You know, I mean, I just, I went out there and I got carried away. He was handsome. Guy jumps up, grabs his shotgun, runs out there. Well, the guy had already left. He was over on the next ridge where it would be an echo. And the man said, hey, I heard that you disheveled my daughter. And the guy hollered out, I laid the old lady too. <laughs> I'll be over here if you need me. I don't get it. I don't. Nah, I guess there was an echo. I don't get it. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Thank you so much to tune in, tuning in to this uh, Rick and Bubba best of a tribute to Mickey Dean. Uh, and we have got, boy, we've got him lined up. Uh, you know, he was he was quite the top ten guy too. Uh, every now and then he'd surprise us. Take a listen. Uh, the, you uh, you have no medical insurance. Well, uh, the thing I set it up a little bit. I thought I did. I thought there was a possibility I did. I had an old card. Cobra and all and, that? Yeah, I had it in my pocket just in case they find you on the side of the road knocked out. If you've got some kind of insurance card, but it wasn't any good. But I gave it to them, to my son, just so they wouldn't have a hassle of getting in. Basically, I'll it pick was, up the tab. It was the insurance version of the fake ID. Do you know how you'll leave, a, <laughs> you'll leave a credit card to run a tab? Right. You know the credit card is not any good, but your intentions are to pay cash when you leave. Absolutely. Little did I know it would be in the six figures. Well, I didn't so know. You, I thought. You, what, you leave a credit card knowing it's no good? Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying that would be like... If <laughs> to hold the a guy, room and then you pay the cash room, and then room. You, you know you're going to pay cash, so there's nothing wrong with it. it it's, but, but in other words, now, you know, you didn't know that open-heart surgery... That's right. <laughs> open-heart surgery runs a, a little more than 1999. That's right. I thought <laughs> they'd give me some kind of deal. I, you know, Mickey Dean and all that. But anyway, and I had T-shirts and tapes, but that didn't help any either. I figured it took about three days for them to find out because there was a distinct change. Now, I want to dedicate this to everybody at uh, Montclair and the heart and the cardiac and, yes. and all the room, uh, you know, the recovery rooms and everything to say they did a wonderful job. But I've got to admit, there was a marked difference when they found out. You'd think they got the little angel wing thing yes. on there that it wouldn't matter to them about the money. Right. But 
after three <laughs> days, there's a marked difference. And I want to give you the top ten ways that you can tell they found out you didn't have any health insurance. <laughs> top ten ways the the hospital signs that they found Y'all out. Feel you, free to lie. <laughs> top ten signs that they found out you have no insurance. Number ten. I don't get the thing. Yeah, well, after it. After, after oh. the first one. Number ten. Uh, instead of uh, crutches, they give you a knife, some wood, and four wing nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they get better. <laughs> uh, top ten signs the hospitals found out you have no insurance. Number nine. Uh, they take away your urinal and bring you a Pepsi can. <laughs> Top ten signs. Watch your Top ten signs. They found out you have no insurance. Number eight. Uh, you ask for something to sleep, and they bring in a barbershop quartet. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for Greg. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan. Uh, no, <laughs> number seven. Uh, when they find out that when you find out they won't accept a do for a down payment. Oh, oh that's 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 too easy. Yeah, that, a little that, too easy. I thought that'd be round five. <laughs> the top ten ways you can tell the hospital's on to the fact you have no insurance. Number six. Uh, the sign on the door reads, oxygen in use. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. You're not right. Number five. Uh, instead of giving me a room with a view, I got a room with a Jew. <laughs> But I got a real good deal on a timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> Top ten signs the hospital's on to the fact that you have no insurance. Number four. Hey, you wake up after recovery and you've got a kidney missing. <laughs> See, they take that out right, and sell it. Down payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't need one. <laughs> Number three. The housekeeper knocks on the door and asks if she can come in and clean up. She takes a shower and leaves. <laughs> Top ten signs the hospital knows you have no insurance. Number two. My favorite. You ask for a shot to make you feel better, and the nurse pulls up her dress and leaves. Ah! <laughs> Probably should have done that one after school started. <laughs> Top ten signs that the, uh, the hospital knows you have no insurance. Number one. For a laxative, they just set you on the commode and show you your bill. (laughs) Don't lie to them. Don't think you get the same service. No, no, no. Uh, So keep them locked on somehow. Uh, That's the way, uh uh-huh. I like it, uh uh-huh. Mickey, the bell ringer's day off. Yeah, you know, everybody has to have a day off, and I guess bell ringers do too. You remember, I think it was probably, this took place uh, sometime back, uh, uh, old churches, maybe in England, tall bell tower. A guy has to climb up about three or four steps, three or four hundred steps, get up there and ring the bell two or three times sure. a day. Sometimes they ring it on the hour and a half hour. He, he goes to the priest, to the head guy, and says, look, I, I need a day off. I've been ringing this bell for seven and a half years. Wow. And me and my wife want to go to Panama City, you know? <laughs> we want to go down and just relax. And, I, and, and the guy said, well, you know, you took this job. It's a lifetime job. And uh, he said, the only way I would consider uh, you having a day off, if you could find a replacement. 
I got you. So the guy goes through town, and nobody wants to get up in the morning. I wouldn't. And, no, and go climb up there, ring the big old heavy bell, bone, you know. And he can't find anybody there. Thank you. He can't find anybody to do it. And he looks and looks. He's like, well, he told his wife, maybe I put me an ad in the paper. So he put an ad in the paper, bell ringer. Come Saturday morning for for a audition. Right. Okay. And so he opens the door to the church, and lo and behold, <laughs> no, it ain't ringing because oh, he's downstairs. Okay. okay. He he opens the door to the church, and there's a guy standing with a paper and says, "I've I've come about ringing the bell. I need this job really bad." Boom. And the guy didn't have any arms. Oh. What? And uh, yeah, no arms. And the guy <laughs> said, <laughs> "The guy said um, he's down." By the way. D. The guy says, well, uh, I appreciate you coming, but I, I don't see no way, you know, that you could ring that big heavy bell without any arm. And uh, and so uh, Mickey the, guy, the, guy says, Rick and Bubba. the guy says, well, look, you don't know how bad, you don't know how bad I need this job. Right. And I need this job bad. You know, I, I got to try to feed my family. I need the job. So he goes up there, and he gets up there, and the guy says, okay, I'll let you try. And he gets up there, and there's the bell, and the guy just runs and hits it with his head. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. He Stumbles run, back. Runs, runs face first. Does he have a helmet bell. on right No, just bong. He made the job bad. Now he's <laughs> That's nose, commitment right there. His nose is busted. He's got a little cut above the eye, and he staggers back, and the guy said, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You rang that pretty good with your head. But he said, you know, on Sunday morning, you got to ring it twice. So the guy just gets way back. And he takes off running, boom, face first, right into boom. the bell. Stumbles backwards, falls out the bell tower, falls to his death oh. on the sidewalk. The pre the guy, the bell ringer, runs down the 200 steps, runs outside. By this time, there's a big crowd, and the police are there, and he parts the crowd. He said, oh, my gosh, it's killed him. And the policeman said, do you know this guy? And he said, I don't know him, but his face sure rings a bell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mickey G. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> 29 minutes past the hour. And you know what? The the surprise to us was we had no idea about his stories. He would just show up and say, hey, I got something. So we lived it with you. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. If I'd had my gun on me at the time, he wouldn't have gotten over it. I usually carry it. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. Let's go. It is a Mickey Dean tribute today on this Cook's Pest Control Best Of. Thank you so much for all your input. We are rolling out one after another. And boy, there's a lot of them like this classic. 
So, Mickey, what was your uh, what, what 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 was your story you had for us today? You said you had something. Well, I, I know that y'all y'all sometimes go to churches, and and I like to go. I think there's uh, there's advantages to going. Y'all agree with me? Sure. There's two. There's two or three things you always gonna have. You right. go to a Baptist church, go have something to eat. Yes, every time. Some fried chicken. Got some good singing and good fellowship. Absolutely. And, and I, I love to go. Tell oh, yeah, it. I love the singing. Tell I love it. the singing the food. You're Tell always going to eat. Tell it. So we're down. Uh, I'm just going to say that this is a Baptist church in the western part of town. Okay. And a little country church. And we go out there, and they have decided that they're going to have this downstairs where the uh, fellowship hall. Fellowship hall downstairs. Fellowship hall. Now, it is a it is a party for the pastor. It's like his 25th uh, anniversary at this church. Gotcha. Wow. Brother been Cecil has been there a long time. Brother Cecil built the church and has been right there. So we're going to. So I get there, and they didn't tell me, but it was a Mexican theme. I noticed when I got in the parking lot. A Baptist I saw church I, had a Mexican theme. Yeah. Wow. A fiesta. Mm-hmm. A fiesta. And I noticed when I got out of the car in the parking lot that I was not dressed appropriately. A lot of people dress like Mexicans with sombreros and things going down. A fiesta fellowship. Yeah. Downstairs. I thought it was great. And they had, they had so the tacos. this is for a 25-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. That's they right. had the tacos. It's like on a And thir- celebration of our Savior, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, I got exactly. it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> the ball player. Yes. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> no. So we get down we get down in the basement. I used to wonder why they were named D Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. We, we get we down digress. in the basement and uh we, they've got the they've got the food line there with all Mexican food and they got the tables dressed in with the candles and all that kind of stuff. And when I walked in I noticed a an elaborate pinata. A donkey. Nice. Oh a donkey. A donkey. A nice one. Burial. About three feet long. Oh. Hold a lot of candy. I think this thing could. I'm, am I remarked? What a big pinata! Yes. Usually it's like as big as a dog. I got you. This is like a full size Shetland pony hanging there. You're kidding? No, no. But they had a lot of kids. Okay. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna get all the kids down there under on the floor underneath the pinata and they're gonna bust it and all the kids would fight for the candy. And go nuts. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I did my show and then Brother Cecil came up and said. It's we have a very special guest, little lady sitting on the front row, about ninety years old, Granny Maybell. <laughs> Granny Maybell's birthday today, and she's ninety two. So, so you were there working, it, not visiting. Yeah, I was working. I was Mickey, doing a little. You, you have show. a stand up show for churches, church fellowship, mm-hmm. for a Mexican oh, yes. party in the. I talked to somebody downstairs. fellowship. Hall. I talked to somebody from Double Springs. They said they wish you'd use that one there when you were up. But anyway, right, go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead. Continue. Continue. All right. So me and there. I didn't notice y'all interrupting James like that. <laughs> oh, no, we did. You just didn't. <laughs> y'all just let him go ahead. He just didn't pay attention to <laughs> But go ahead. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I did the show. We laughed, and then I got time to uh, get to the end of it. And Brother Cecil said, Mickey, would you do us a favor? Would you pick somebody Mickey. To, to bust the, the donkey, <laughs> bust the pinata? Take know? the first and I thought, swing. Well, I thought, you know, yeah, just bust it open. It's made out of crepe paper. How hard could it be? Mm-hmm. So, there's Granny Maybell, and when she was sitting on the front row, she heard the preacher mm-hmm. uh, say, "We need to pick somebody to bust a pinion and a little, old, little old hand you know, mm-hmm. shriveled up, arm raised mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. meat hanging off down the bottom of it." Sure, I'd like to. How you gonna tell her no? It's you, her birthday. You she's been in the church forever. You there can't. You, go. you can't tell her no. Can you? Hand was shaking a little bit, a little nervous. <laughs> I couldn't tell her no. Right. So they came out and they had a mop handle, mm. about six foot mop handle, mm. 
We took Granny Maybell out. We got first. We got all the little kids oh, down boy. under the donkey. Mm. Okay, moved the chairs back. We got Granny Maybell up there. Now I thought a challenge for a ninety-two-year-old woman just taking this thing and busting that sure. was enough. Right. I didn't think we needed to blindfold her, but for somehow <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> somehow yeah. that's tradition. Well, it is tradition. And, and it is tradition. You didn't spin her around, did no, you? I mean, she would, well, she would have had a hard enough time if you just said, ma'am, would you take this stick and hit that donkey? Well, she's right. 92. She'd have, Right. Yeah, she's 92. You can't break tradition, even for Granny Mabel. That's no, an accomplishment so, so in being there. I was just thought she'd pick up the stick and bust we'd it. All and we'd all eat laugh and go home. We'd Kids, eat M&Ms yeah. off the floor and we'd go home. Right. Great evening. Oh, no. They come out with a blindfold. Mm. And, and, a, and a hoe handle, a, a mop handle <laughs> about as big as a softball bat. I see it. I see There's it. probably 60 people sitting around here. Now, all the people get against the wall. So we've got a big circle area with all the little kids sitting Don't tell there. me the kids are still <laughs> under that donkey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, they're signaling for a fair catch. This thing's going to bust open and rain they candy They can't down. wait. Heads it's going to be raining candy. <laughs> all we need for Granny Maybell is just to give the little donkey a little whack. Mm-hmm. Get it busted right. open. The ceiling's pretty low in those Yeah, in the fellowship tables. hall. You're right. <laughs> Granny, drop, Maybell, drop <laughs> Granny Maybell takes the hoe handle. All the adults back up. The little kids look like little birds waiting on a worm. Yeah. Okay. Now, they didn't spin her. Bubba said it. Tell me they didn't spin her. <laughs> no, okay. they didn't they, spin her. They, 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 they didn't like Senator Walker there and spin her inside no. that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. I wish we could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> the visual. Okay. Anyway, we just took her arms. We just took her arms and Lined let it her feel Lined it the up. donkey. Instead of giving this just a little bitty whack, like you would think a 92-year-old woman would just pop and it'd bust right open, Right. she drew back like Harmon Killebrew. So she came back. She came back and she wheeled at it. Right. And missed <laughs> and went all the way around and cleaned out about seven fluorescent light tubes. <laughs> now, instead of M&M's raining down on our little kids, it's glass and powder. Oh, no. Not to be, not to be denied, Granny Maybell simply got her... Got her wits about her. Got stopped because when she swung, oh, she yeah. went all the way around. Yeah. Well, now she it. has no idea where the <laughs> piñata is. We got 40 kids sitting and on the floor. And she doesn't know she's hit a lot. Either. No. She... No, the lights is out, but she don't know it. Now we're in the dark. Kids are screaming. Mamas are trying to get to their kids, but Granny Maybell has decided she's going to bust that donkey. <laughs> She's going for swing she number two. She takes another wheel at it and cleans out the other side oh. of the fluorescent tubes. And then our 25-year-old, 25-year pastor, mm. Brother Cecil, decides he needs to be the one to disarm <laughs> I mean, Granny Maybell. She is one She, she is, is one swing away from a plastic heel. She <laughs> is armed. She is Kids armed. Kids are running. Armed and dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Blindfold cocked a little sideways. She takes a better grip on this stick and starts to draw back and go again. And Brother Cecil was coming to the rescue. Oh, my gosh. He heads toward her. About the time she swings, whoop, 
right upside the head. No, down, it did down not. Down goes Brother Cecil. <laughs> she wheels around again. Now she is like she's like in the movie Star Wars. If this thing had been lit, we could have had a movie. Been, yeah. The song director, Brother Steve. He decides to disarm her. He takes one to the rib cage. Because <laughs> she's just swinging. She is just swinging like it's a bat in the room, and she's got the only ball. <laughs> now, the the blindfold finally gets down around her nose. She can see a little bit. She's not as disoriented. Brother Steve crawls over to the corner. Yes. Brother Cecil, they're rubbing a knot on his, get, get some water out of the water fountain, putting a rag on Brother yep. Cecil's head. Yes. Not to be denied, the kids are still sitting there. <laughs> they've got glass and powder all over them, but they won't, they've, they've gone through this, they want candy. Right. You know what I mean? Candy! Candy! <laughs> Bru- she she sees the thing now and takes the stick and hits it as hard as she can hit it. Where do you and I'm I'm still hanging on. I'm about to leave the church, but I'm still you being able. To see the I'm end. still I got to see the end. She hits this thing in the stomach as hard as she can. Where would you think in a Baptist church that that donkey would open up and candy would start <laughs> pouring forth? <laughs> M Ms <laughs> and little bitty Tootsie Roll pops <laughs> are oozing out of this donkey, and the kids are catching it in their hands, and I lost it. I had to go to the car. <laughs> That's the story of Granny Maybell and the Pinata. It's a tribute to Mickey Dean on the best of Rick and Bubba show. Thank you so much for joining us. Rick and Bubba back on Tuesday. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes till top of the hour. Nine minutes till top of the hour. It is the Cook's Pest Control Best of. Tribute to Mickey Dean. The number 866-WE-BE-BIG. We thank you for being a part of the Rick and Bubba Show. You never know what story he was bringing to the table, did you? Y'all ever lost a good friend? Someone? I sure have. Bubba? Yep. No matter, I'm not talking about an uncle or a, or a cousin. I'm talking about a good friend like you grew up with. You're talking about the, the, the great loss, see on the other side loss. Yeah. Not we're yeah. at the mall. And, fishing and, buddy. And we said we was going to meet here and you didn't show up. To right. save, uh, to save uh, the family, the grief of going back to that time, let's just say that his name was Bill. Okay. Grew up with him, played little league ball with him, hunting, fished with him, uh, and uh, Bill was in a uh, automobile accident, and uh, he had moved to a town about twenty five thirty miles away, and uh, of course it, we didn't see ever people, we didn't see each other every day, but we were still great friends. And his mother called me. Now this is probably uh, he's around thirty years old. I'm around thirty. His mother called me one night and said, uh, "You need to get to the hospital. Uh, Bill's uh, been in a wreck." Uh, he's asking about you. He's in terrible shape, and he's been uh, he's been uh, asking for you. And so immediately, I I took off. Uh, got there seven eight o'clock. It was late. Uh, you could only have one person in the room. I walked in the room. There's Bill. Tubes everywhere. 
I mean, in a ventilator and the little thing, deet, 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 you know, I mean, it, it was tough. Mm. I didn't realize that it would be that bad. I figured he'd be sitting there with his arm in a cast or something. I got you. And uh, after talking to the doctor, I, I really knew how bad it was. But when he went in there, and uh, what do you say? You know, he, uh, get, I stand by the bed. I took him by the hand and, and thanked him for all the times that he Mickey. that he that he got a dip net out and sloshed around and got that fish for me, or the times that he took me to his granddaddy's place to go deer hunting, and you know all the fun we'd had. And uh, standing there, he he couldn't uh, he couldn't talk, but they had a pen and a pad next to the uh, bed where comes the story about the crumpled piece of paper uh all of a sudden as i was standing there holding his hand he began to turn a i'll never forget this a a, a color that i've never seen a human being turn uh he was uh he was gasping he was uh, reaching out and, and yeah this was tough y'all and i, I mean i realized that this could be it and he pointed to grabbed me by the hand and he pointed to the pad and the piece of paper that was by the bed and I handed it to him and he he began to write on the pad and, and piece of paper and about that time he he reached out to hand it to me and just crumpled it up and forced it in my hand and laid back on the pillow and the little machine goes you flat are kidding no, Mickey no. So I immediately ran into the hall and started screaming, you know, code, whatever, and let's get some help in here. Let's see if we can save Bill. But it was to no avail. And uh, Baba. Com- yeah, yeah. No, uh, coming home from funeral home that night, uh, driving home, reflecting still on what a great loss it was, it dawned on me that in my haste to get the doctors and everything, I had forgot about the crumpled piece of paper. Frantically got home and started going through my pants. And uh, I had on a heavy coat that night. I ran to the closet. I got the coat out. I reached in there. And you've ever been looking for something and your hand touches it and you say, I found it. Yes, what a I great feeling. Here it is. Yes, and I got that crumpled piece of paper out and standing there trembling with tears in my eyes and looked down at it and it said, uh, You're standing on my air hose. <laughs> Miss you, Bill. I'll be over here if you need me. It's tough. Ah, so many good times. Oh, my gosh. Just a moment of silence for Bill. I think that's what that was. I think so. You're good, you you for, were a good friend, man. Thank you. I was a good friend and was with him at the end. <clears throat> All right. Um... <laughs> Mickey, I appreciate you taking me to the, the the edge of heartbreak and kicking me on off of it. Um, yeah, um, Still got the paper. Y'all want to see it? No, it's all right. I, well, I you take your word for it. I trust you. I've heard of standing by your friend, but that's uh, – Yeah, not standing on your friend. All right. Right. That's a, I want to, te- I want to test Sorry, y'all's man. ability to follow the story – and uh, check your uh, sense of humor and your timing on how fast it get you can get this joke. Okay, okay. this story. Okay, okay. go me. Putting us under a lot of pressure. Try, and all the people in Laurel and Hattiesburg that are not listening, to, but will be to, uh, this morning. That's right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, a traveling magician, and I got to figure this was probably back during the Depression years, or maybe sure. in the 30s or 40s. Sure. He had a tent. 
had a woman with him, went around, you know, had a little suit on with about half the tassels missing, you yeah. know, with a little plume, you know, in sure. a carnival-like deal. And he would just pitch it in a, in a farmer's uh, pasture for a percentage, and people would show up and pay 50 cents to come see the magician. Well, he's off down there in Mississippi or South Alabama. you got to figure it somewhere down in there. And he's set up in this pasture. It's full of people. It's a hot, muggy summer night. And, I mean, this guy, he's eating fire. He's making people disappear. He sawed a woman with a sequins half in two, you know. And he's pulling rabbits out of hats. He's just really a They're performer. They're loving him. They're loving him. They are rolling. They're getting their money's worth. And they just keep crowding around the tent. And he got through and he said, folks, I don't believe I've ever had a show this good or a crowd this good. And I really appreciate it. I really do. And because of that, I don't normally do this trick now because it's rough. And I'm going to do it for y'all just, just because I love you. And he said, but I'm going to need a volunteer out of the audience. It's a big guy in the front row named Billy. He said, Billy, come up here. Billy walked up and he said, yes, sir. He said, Billy, I want you to help me with this. Now, and you got to pay attention, and you got to do exactly like what I say. He said, you see this little ball pa- peen hammer, Billy? When I say so, I want you to just tap me right here between the eyes. You see that little mark? I've been tapped there before. You see that little mark right between my eyes? Just tap me right there, Billy, when I tell you to, okay? And he said, yes, sir. But Billy didn't know, him being a robust country boy, what a really a tap was. You <laughs> <laughs> so when he got through, he got all braced and ready, you know. And he said, okay, Billy, tap me right there. And he drew back and just buried that ball peen hammer up between the guy's eyes. <laughs> so he's in the hospital. He carried him to Meridian, put him in the hospital. <laughs> and they put him in the hospital, and he's in a coma. The magician's in a coma. Two years go by. He has not moved, not even an eyelash. <laughs> They removed a hammer, of course. Got yeah. a Band-Aid right there on yeah. the hole. <laughs> two years. Anyway, two years have gone by. They, he ain't moved a muscle, not even a smile or anything. But he's still alive. One night, he gets to moving a little bit. And the nurse, he was groaning a little bit like he was coming to. Well, the nurse called the doctor, and the doctor called another doctor. And all the doctors and all the patients and all the nurses in the Meridian Hospital, they pile in this room because a miracle is fixed to happen. This magician is coming to. And he kind of rose up in the bed and shook his head a little bit and stood up in the middle of the bed and said, (laughs) da-da. Bubba didn't get it. Yes, I did. (laughs) That was good, man. Now that's what you call a trooper. (laughs) (laughs) Got to wrap up another hour here of the Mickey Dean tribute. Here on the Rick and Bubba Show, the best of Rick and Bubba Show. Don't you go anywhere. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. Six minutes past the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. To this Cook's Pest Control Best of. It's a tribute to Mickey Dean, everybody. We are having a good time. If you're just joining us, uh, welcome in. We've been having a blast, and let's continue. Today, the title of Mickey's story, The Flight Attendant and the Fake Arm. Some reason I feel like we're going to regret this moment. No, well, sit back, no, relax. I don't know why we, you would do that. You just talked about a man getting naked on there, and it's on AP. I'm certainly not going to be any. Bubba, um, let me tell this you, you doesn't have anything to do with being naked. You're at the track. There's been oil dropped in four. We can't get the caution light on time. 
And there's and here 40 comes Mickey. And here comes Mickey. Wide open. <laughs> Go and, ahead, Mickey. And your kids are lined up against the wall <laughs> by the fence. <laughs> Do tell, Mickey. Well, uh, that just reminded me uh, of this story. Um, of you people that travel on airlines, uh, Exxon had hired me to do a show in Houston, Texas. I was flying out of Hobby International. Hobby International. A little airport before they built the big Houston one. Yes. It's, uh, you feel like cattle in that airport. <laughs> There's no frills. It's southwest. You're just on and off. I mean, you know, they just they show you a picture of a guy eating peanuts. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have a, a lady yeah, on there. Sure. Anyway. I'm on this hot, muggy afternoon, and, 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 you know, there's no air conditioning on the plane, Harley. It's one of them kinds where you just want to get home. You're tired. I sit down. There's two seats next to me. The rest of the plane is full. Now, if you people flying, you know what that means, don't you? You know that the next two people yes, they're yours. come around that corner. They're yours. And you're praying it's not like a fat lady with a baby. Oh, yeah. Or a guy with a beer and a sack. Yes. You know what I'm that, saying? That, those are bad. Or a boom box. Or, uh, but anyway, and, and what's he doing? Oh, I was checking. The oh, okay. I thought you was no. trying to get my attention. <laughs> anyway. It worked. They closed the door as one last person got on oh. that. Man, I'm going to have the middle seat empty, okay? A nice-looking gentleman, three-piece suit with a hang-up bag over his shoulder. And I thought, hey. This is going to be okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. Probably about halfway down the aisle, I noticed that he had a fake arm. Oh, my gosh. Now, it wasn't a, it wasn't a cheap fake arm. It was a good fake arm. It had fingers and sure. everything on it. Okay? He took his coat off. He introduced himself. He sat down. And uh, he said, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to Birmingham to a funeral. My aunt passed away. She lives in Sylacauga. And I, he was going to rent a car, and I told him how to go, stop at Lloyd's and eat, told him some good restaurants, stop at Jack's, mm. stop at Lowe's. I mean, not Lowe's, stop <laughs> at Marvin's. <laughs> I, I told him to stop at Lowe's, Trying and he, then he would realize he needed him. to stop at Marvin's. I got you. Somebody, look, get some sand on the oil. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Anyway, he sits down. We get we we're we're probably getting ready to take off by now. Getting in the air. I got to know him. I know his name, and he says, "I'm on." I think I'll relax a little bit. And he starts to fold take back. Take some sleep. I, I fold back. And he, we kick our shoes off and chat for just a little while longer. And then he turns to me and says, "Mickey, would it bother you if I took my arm off?" <laughs> and I said. Well, no, it wouldn't bother me. I said, there's been a lot of times I wish I could take mine off. Sure, absolutely. So he took it off and he laid That's it. That's a good in, point. He laid it in the middle seat. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, yes. he didn't. Yes. He did This is a nice arm. He put it in the middle seat. Now, he goes on to sleep. I'm reading a magazine. It gets quiet. It gets dark in there. So I lean back. Arm laying there. We hit some turbulence. We're probably over, let's say, Shreveport right now, yes. Louisiana. Sure. Nice area. Yeah, it's, getting, it's already dark on the plane now. It's late in the evening. All of a sudden, I don't know if y'all been flying like this. You just hit bad weather. Boom. Sure. Oh, yeah. It's smooth. Man, all of a sudden, the plane is jumping. Mania. It's bucking. Mania. People are screaming. You know, the pilot comes on and said, we are in some severe weather. I'm going to try to fly south and get around it, but I apologize, and it was bad. It was on a scale of 10. It was about an eight and a half. Oh, no. Okay. So, but but it was over. Like in 15 minutes, we just flew. I don't know how he did it. We just flew out of it. Blue sky again. I said, man. And, then, and I looked over, and this guy, he's still, you know, he's just riding it out. He's asleep. But I looked down, and the arm's gone. <laughs> oh, no! 
Now, immediately, I immediately looked to see if he might have, in the, in the turbulence, put it back on because you wouldn't want to go down without an arm. Sure. You know no. what I mean? Stop it. Well, you want to keep it close to you. Well, if, if uh, they said, who wants to get off, you'd need an arm to raise. <laughs> <laughs> Or who wants some beer? I don't know. You <laughs> sure. know, but you need an arm. Anyway, he didn't have it on, but he still kind of nodding. And I thought, well, it just fell on the floor. I won't wake him up. I just, I looked down and it wasn't there. And I said, well, it's got to be here. And I got down. All I could see is feet. You know, both ways sure. underneath. No arm. No arm. And I thought, well, probably it rolled up on the feet, hit the people's feet in the front. You know, and they just picked it up. And so I leaned up. You can talk between the seats. And I. <laughs> And I punched it, and I said, ma'am, do you see an arm up there? No, you didn't. She said, well, no, what happened? I said, well, in those terminals, this man lost his arm. No. And she said, I beg you. I said, no, no, it was laying in the seat. It's a fake arm. I'm still trying trying not to wake him up. I'm medical. Okay, he's tired. I'm trying to wake him up. So then I turned to the people in the back, and I asked them, y'all wouldn't happen to See an arm back there. Yeah, right. We're missing an arm up here in 37B. Yeah. It got to be everybody on the – it spread like the wave. Everybody on the arm. Wouldn't you want to help a guy find an extremity yeah, absolutely. if he lost They're it? They're very expensive for one thing. Absolutely. I found out later on. Anyway, everybody's buzzing about it. The people across, they're looking. What are you looking for? A lady hit the bell, the call button. I wish she hadn't have done that. But then I finally just punched him. I nudged him. I said, Billy, Billy, your arm's gone. And he immediately said, what? I just got that arm. It's, I paid $1,700 for that arm. I said, I know it. We're looking for it. It's a nice arm. We're looking for it. Well, that we seem, we seem to be a lot more concerned about it than he is, but everybody's wanting to help this man find his arm. Where We're, is the arm? Okay. A stewardess comes hustling down there and says, what's the problem? Because when there's a commotion on the plane, her job is finding what it is. Calm everybody down. I said, ma'am, this man lost his arm. And, and she said, what did it look like? And I said, it looked like an arm. <laughs> See your arm? It looked like that. Go look for something that looks like that. She said, my God, I've got to go tell the pilot. No. Now, why she has to tell? What's if he you come up, Well, it must be in the little books that if somebody loses a limb, you must go tell the pilot. Pilot must be made aware of it. She takes off the front. She ain't looking for it. Excuse me. You all right, buddy? Yeah, He's choked I'm up. Choked trying up. to remember this. But all of a sudden. With the plane and commotion like you've never seen, and everybody going through their bags and looking in the bins, even yeah. for this man's arm, the stewardess in the back, which probably also thought Christopher Reeves could walk, yes, hell was holding up and said, "Is this it?" Like she had a whole pile of right, arms like back were- there, like they were just <laughs> arms everywhere, <laughs> and I hollered out, "No, he has had a watch on." <laughs> Some people. <laughs> if you found an arm on a plane, there was a guy missing an arm. Wouldn't you think that you probably was his you arm? You probably have. It's probably been bingo. <laughs> you know, we, we we probably have. <laughs> About quarter a quarter after the hour, it's the Cooks Pest Control Best of tribute to Mickey Dean. So many more to go. Wow, we got a lot. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. 
minutes past the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rick and Bubba Show. It's a best of brought to you by Gabby.com slash Bubba. You know, if you think maybe your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance, maybe you're paying too much, why don't you let Gabby.com slash Bubba go to work for you and see if they can't get you a lower rate for the exact same coverage. That's key. It's the exact same coverage. So, you know, your plan's not changing, but they're going to look around to 40 of the top insurance providers uh, and see if maybe you're paying too much for that same coverage. Uh, it's, um, you know, it links your current uh, insurance account, uh, and in about two minutes, they're able to see the quotes for what you've got right now. Uh, so go check them out right now at Gabby.com slash Bubba. That's Gabby.com slash Bubba. Take uh, two minutes today to see how much they can save on your car and homeowner's insurance. That's Gabby.com slash Bubba. Gabby.com slash Bubba. RickandBubba.com under the sponsors button. All right, so we're rolling out some best ofs here. It's a tribute to Mickey Dean, and I hope all of you are enjoying yourself today. Um, uh, the feedback is uh, you are all enjoying this, looking back. And for some of you, uh, maybe you're new to the family and, and you, you know, you know, you weren't part of the show when Mickey was a big part. And, and over the last uh, few years, uh, he hasn't been on the show as much. So, you know, maybe you're like, wow, okay, this is who they're talking about. And it's a tribute to Mickey Dean. Uh, he passed away uh, just here recently, and, and the guys uh, uh, talked about it, and, and it's been on our social media paying, playing, uh, you know, uh, a best of bit, actually, during the main show, looking back and talking about his life and his impact on us. Uh, and so we're just kind of looking back at all the moments he was with us on the show, and there's so many. He could be a storyteller. Uh, he could be, uh, hey, this is what's happened to me in my life, and he just comes back and reports it, kind of like we do. But uh, this one here I thought was kind of interesting. It's called Pray. Take a listen. All right, Mickey Dean, internationally known comedian. Time for his story today. The title, Let Us Pray. Let Us Pray. You know, it dawned on me. You know, it dawned on me. Thank you, bud. It dawned on me the other day that everybody's got a little group to go to. Do you notice this? Sure. paper. Everybody got a group. Everybody with problems got a group. Right, Speed? That's right, baby. Like alcoholics. When do they meet, Speed? (laughs) Tuesday night? Thanks for sharing. You need a ride? have to give him a ride every Tuesday night. Anyway, I thought, wouldn't it be great if we had a group for people raising kids? Oh. Now, you talk about a common problem. Oh. We could get together. You could tell me what you're doing. I could tell you what mine doing. We gang up on them. I, I, got, I wanted to catch your name for my group. Like uh, Mad, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. That's a good one. That is a good group. Damn, Mothers Against Dyslexia. <laughs> M- Mickey. Hmm? <laughs> Mickey. Come on, stay with me on this. I got you. I came up with a great name. I know you're going to love it. Named it Pray. P-R-A-Y. Stands for Parents Retaliating Against Youngins. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. We're going to meet. We're going to swap stuff back and forth. You can take the benefit of my 28 years of having kids. Y'all got the little kids? Listen Tiny up. Ones, yeah. I made it real simple for you. Make you a list of everything they're doing right now that really makes you mad. Every time they tear up something you got, put it on that list. Put that list somewhere safe. When they get married, get a place at home, you go over one day with that list and do all this stuff to them while they're gone. Oh, that'd be sweet. So much fun, y'all. Retaliation is the best form of therapy. I know every parent out there listening to Rick and Bubba's show probably know of something they'd like to put on my list. Well, put it on your own list. I'll tell you what I, I did. It'll give you some help. Went on my oldest boy's house the other day, threw the paper from top of the house, shot the next-door neighbor's dogs out BB gun, put a cherry bomb in the mailbox. <laughs> Went inside, jumped on all the beds, peed on the commode seats, and left the lids up. Turned the temperature about 140, put the hamster in the microwave. Oh. <laughs> Looked like a tater tot with legs. <laughs> Pour you out about 50,000 army men right in the middle of the den floor where they'll step on them with their naked feet. The oh, yeah. Morning. 
Go down in the basement, unplug the deep freeze, let about $70,000 worth of meat run. <laughs> Put gin in the hummingbird feeder, see if they fly backwards. Here's my favorite. Turn on all the ceiling fans, let the parakeet out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that one. And another thing, here's another good way to retaliate. Yeah, when you bought that first new car and they're little bitty kids, do they appreciate your car, really? No. No. Rub the old popsicle hands on the windows. <laughs> Find a half-eat corn dog in your glove box. <laughs> Mess my radio all the time. Changing the buttons on my radio was my pet peeve. Wait on them to get grown. Get that first new car payment book about an inch thick. New Explorer, Voyager van. Load up and go on vacation with them. Mm. Don't go to the bathroom for a month. <laughs> Save it up. Don't take no money with you. None. No. Find an ugly friend they can't stand tell them to come along for the ride. <laughs> Hang over the front seat, smack some of that stinking watermelon blowgum right in their ear. <laughs> Get in an argument with your wife in the back seat. Did too, did so, did not for about 3,000 miles. Oh, here's a good one. Stop at Stucky's Wine Crime, make her buy something real stupid, then break it two miles down. <laughs> Here's a good one. Stop one in petting zoos on the side of the road. Get a big wad of that wilderbeast stuff on the bottom of your Come foot. on. Get back in the car, wipe it off on the rug, tell them you don't smell a darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, sweet. That's a good one. Here's the most fun you have with it, folks. Promise you'll do this, parents, before you pass on to a better life. You've got it's my not commitment. too late for y'all. You've got my commitment. All you need to make it work is three things. Sunday night, late, pouring down rain. Sunday night, late, pouring down rain. You got it, Rick? I got it. Called my oldest boy the other night, and I said, son, you got to get over here right now. I need you real bad. He said, what? I said, come on over. i got to have it, and i got to have it bad. About 30 minutes later, he comes sliding in the driveway, like to knock the front door off the hinges. Come running down the hall, throw the light on. I'm laying in the bed. He said, daddy, it's 10 minutes to 12 pouring down rain Sunday night. What in the world do you need so bad? I said, I think I'm going to die if I don't have a piece of white poster paper. <laughs> Cruise week, uh, Mickey Dean will be going too. We leave, Mickey leaves. <laughs> I gotta leave two days early because I'm on a pack mule. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> by the way, you own you you own my dad with your analogy of I thought Rick and Bubba loved me. I, I mean, they, uh, they talk about how much I am on the show. I said it to start on. I, I walk out and I say Rick and Bubba fans, and they go stay in it and they'd scream and I'd say, you know, I, I'm not an integral part of the show, and they'd clap and I said, well, I thought so too, and and I think things ought to be about the same. Uh, they're going on a on a plane, sitting in first class up front where they peel the grape for you. I'm on a bus for 12 hours. <laughs> Got to leave my car at a nursery somewhere. <laughs> 12 hours with people I don't even know. Well, they love you, you hey, Mickey. And the then, good news then, is, once you get there, you will know them each and, then, and every one. <laughs> I'm talking about a bus that stops in Calera and picks up a woman with a sack of collard greens. We're talking about, we're talking, not talking about an express. We're talking about people that are speaking a different language on the Oh, bus. now, Mickey. Yes, we are. We're talking about people that are running from the law. Mickey, running about, from the yeah, law. Mickey Dean. We're talking about people you see on Cops. Mickey, and then I get riding the bus shirtless. And then when I get to the boat, or we're on the same boat, I thought maybe they'd pull me in a, on a smaller boat behind the big boat. <laughs> no, I'm on their boat, but they're in the Kathy Lee Regis suite, which is way up top, all glass, hot tubs, you know, big thick towels. I'm so far down in the ship, the bo- my floor got a V in. <laughs> The propeller shell comes through the room, and the guy and the guy said, hey. "Mickey." The guy said, "Hey, I know the propeller shaft goes to the room, but it's a neat place to dry out your bathing suit." 
and room so cheap got a corn operated smoke alarm. <laughs> Mickey, don't don't they tell you too? Don't they leave you a little oil can? They tell you to put a few drops on that shelf. <laughs> yeah, and a picture on the on the wall of a porthole. <laughs> a picture. Yeah. yeah, you're so far under. If you had a porthole, Mickey, all don't be fish. bitter. We got you a free cruise. I didn't say it was fish. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Mickey, we tried to get you on the plane, but they were full. <laughs> We could get you on a plane here at the last but. minute, but you don't want to be on it. <laughs> no. no, I think it'll be an experience. And, you know, in my business as well, well, well as brother uh, Rick over here, uh, experiences is uh, – that's material. You, you can, you, can oh, yeah. you know. I mean, just that bit right there on, on the difference between the room and the plane. It, it owned them this weekend. Oh, yeah. It? Oh, yeah. They just thought that was – and one guy said, you ain't coming here. You ain't going on no bus. I said, I'm leaving at 9 o'clock. See you there. From uh, parking my car at old home quarters. No <laughs> I probably won't have a battery when I get back. <laughs> they got a limo. They got a limo. When I pull up in the bus, I'll probably see some wires hanging down under my car. <laughs> they, they got a limo going to pick them up top of the mountain up there. where Bubba. I got to go up there, by the way. Oh, my It's a rich you, neighborhood. Thank you for coming by. You know the little uh, cast iron, you know the little statues made out of concrete where the guy's peeing in the pool? Up there where he lives, a real man. <laughs> More to come. Don't you go anywhere. The best of Rick and Bubba show continues. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.